Should we do our intro and get started? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> hi, I'm Kat. I'm Aileen. Wait, wait. wait. And I want to do, do it like, hi, I'm Paul. <laughs> Ma, I'm Paul. Hi, I'm Kat. Hi, I'm Aileen. <laughs> and I'm Carly. <laughs> and this is Murder. Mystery. <laughs> and mac and cheese. <laughs> no no allowed you're not allowed to make fun of my voice today why i already showed cat i don't have much of a range and you'll hear it when i laugh (laughs) are you sick it's very disturbing well i got i got sick from my covid shot and then um didn't you have the uh which one did you get i got the johnson and johnson one ah that's it Sean explained, <laughs> Sean explained to me why you felt so sick because it's basically the uh, two shots in one. So yeah. uh, we got Moderna. Because well, most people only feel sick after the second one. Usually the first one is like fine and people have like a sore arm. And yeah. then the second one is usually worse. So that's why I was like, if it's the same, if it's one dose, that's probably why you felt so sick. Oh my God. Oh, I had the fever and yeah. then I had like a tiny, tiny cough. Severe chills, like they literally came on in like 15 minutes. I was like, oh, I'm really tired. And then all of a sudden, like I literally just got home from work. I got my shot at like 12. And then I I worked till like 5.30. And then I got home and I'm like, oh, I'm tired now. It's like time to relax. I laid on the couch. I was like, oh, so tired, mom. She's like, yeah, like, do you think it's from the shot? I was like, I don't know, maybe. And then all of a sudden, like 15 minutes later, I was shaking. I was like, I think I have a fever. Oh, no. Maybe a little, yeah. And then I had a I had a hundred and hundred point five. And I had a fever for like days. And then it finally broke. And then my cough got worse. Yikes. But my lungs hurt now. I don't like but that. <laughs> now I don't have a voice. Like nah. It's all ratchet. I mean, I only really had a headache and just felt tired, but that's um, what a lot of people say after the first dose. So, right. Not super worried about that. It's fine because Sean and I just like lazed around all day yesterday and the day before. So, that's good. You guys both got him, right? Yeah. Nice. Literally at the same time. Yeah, I saw he put his card up and I was so like, oh, cute. good. They went together. Couple goals. Couple goals. Get vaccinated together. Uh-huh. <laughs> Couples that get vaccinated together stay together. Yeah, I went with my boyfriend, but they said no dogs were allowed in, so <laughs> so they kicked Turbo out. Oh no! Yeah, you know what I was thinking. You were thinking. Are you, still looking, are you, are you looking for jobs right now? Mm. Kind of. Yeah. You know what I was thinking. Hmm. Why don't you go work at that freaking strain shop? Oh, you're... you'd love that. I wouldn't like the customer service though, because I hate people. <laughs> that is such a mood like i would love it but also i'd have to talk to human beings and that is the last thing i want to do ever like murder in customer service is garbage makes me want to die just thinking about it's very fake unfortunately 
I'm oh, not good I at know. faking it. <laughs> Except for I'm my really... Starbucks lady. She's very peppy. I, th- I believe her. I'm so... very, very not good at like faking it. Like after a while being on. So like if you're a neurodivergent and you have a bunch of things all at once, you do this. Sometimes you'll do this thing called masking where you just like act totally normal and friendly and like happy and uh um like on quote unquote uh i feel like i do that a lot like i feel like i actually mask a lot because i get very overwhelmed when i'm talking to people out in public that i don't know so and it makes you feel more comfortable it's the way that i can get through it without so I want I to tell you guys a story of when I worked at the ice cream shop that I worked at. Yeah. And you'd think that people that are getting ice cream are like friendly and nice people. Excited. Like you, you'd think that they'd be generally like pretty nice. And I mean, for the most part they were, but there were some people that were just like a nightmare. And there was this one lady and she ordered, I still remember to this day because it was so ridiculous. She ordered like a cup of ice cream with chocolate sprinkles and whipped cream. So like normal protocol is you put the sprinkles on the ice cream and then you top it with whipped cream. And so I like gave it to her, whatever. And she was like, oh, well, I wanted it with the chocolate sprinkles on the whipped cream. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, do you want me to add more to the top? And she was like, no, no, that's okay. This is fine. I was like, okay. Like, I was like, are you sure? Like I can add more on top. Like, that's fine. And she was like, no, no, like this is fine. And I was like, all right. And like, whatever she paid, whatever. Then like a couple minutes go by and this other lady comes back with, with that same lady. And she was like, my daughter, keep in mind, this first lady that ordered was like a grown ass woman, like not a child. And so I'm seeing these two grown ass women walking up to me. And she said, my daughter ordered ice cream with sprinkles on top of the whipped cream. So you need this. And I was like, are you serious? I hate people. Can we fight them? She She wanted the sprinkles on top of the whipped cream. And I was like, one, are you insane? Two, what is the difference? Three, I asked her if she wanted me to put more on top and she said no. Four, where did you get the audacity? Like, we battle I, had royale? I had to remake it. And I was like, you do realize how many fewer sprinkles you're getting if you put it on top of the whipped cream? Like what the fuck? I'm pretty sure I ended up taking that ice cream home like out of spite. Good. They didn't touch it. I don't know. Maybe I didn't. I probably didn't actually. I probably threw it out just in case. But I was like, so again, come here. So, in a nutshell, cat's not going to work at the strange place. No, absolutely not. I'll shop there. I'll get coffee there, but I will not be customer servicing because that's too much masking for me. I can't do that. I just figured because you worked at the uh, tea shop, you know? Honestly, I like going there to buy it, but it's not my cup of tea. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Can I help See what you? you did there? Raina's little face just in the corner. <laughs> she, she wants my carrot chips and she keeps leaving the like 
little pieces of it all over our bed. Guys, I want to tell you what I made. Okay. Crack cocaine. Guys, I made, so I made zoodles. Ooh. And my mom was making homemade gravy, so oh. I had a bowl of that. And then I made more zoodles. And then I made my own cream cheese sauce. Yum. Ooh. So this is what it looks like. Ooh. That looks really good. And I put, this is shredded cheddar cheese, um, a slice of Colby cheese, Colby Jack. What, what is it called? Colby Jack? Or just Colby? Colby Jack. I think, it, yeah, I mean, right? I think they're slightly different, but like Colby basically and the Colby same. Jack are different because I think Colby Jack is a mix of Pepper Jack and Colby cheese. Oh, okay. So just Colby. Yeah. And then um, a little slab of fresh mozzarella, mm. almond milk, pepper, flowery salt, onions, onion powder, and did I say pepper already? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I melted it in the microwave and then I poured it over Goodbye. my zoodles and it is really good. It sounds Those noodles really good. of zoodles. I went through a very intense zoodles phase a few years ago where like I just like zucchini on zucchini on zucchini like I ate zoodles for breakfast like every single night for breakfast for dinner <laughs> that's hot every single night yum well love zucchini I had mac and cheese I love zucchini I had craft mac and cheese earlier in the shape of unicorns mm. and then we got sushi for dinner so how much of the box did you eat Hmm. it's okay to say the whole box plus one say, box if you Actually, say the whole box that's fine because i eat the whole box by myself not the whole i box. eat the whole box too not the whole box but i could probably eat three boxes i could definitely eat like one and a half i have to be hungry though like i'm very very picky about like when i eat i don't eat to overstuff myself i eat until i feel full and then once i'm full i'm cool and I just drink water for the rest of the day. Oh, you know when to stop eating? Yeah. Oh, oh I, really do I don't know what that is. Because after hey. after I overstuffed myself and threw up several times, um, I've decided that that's not my best course of action. Yeah. Is that Chick-fil-A mac and cheese? It is. Chick-fil-A. How is it? It's so good. How is it? I really like it. It's super good. <laughs> it's probably so bad for you, but I don't even care. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So- Chick-fil-A? I love Chick-fil-A. Me too. I know Even I probably not Yeah, I mean, we definitely should so be giving good. money to them because they support anti-LGBTQ plus uh, really? organizations. Yeah. Why do you think they're closed on Sundays? Because they're religious. It's the Lord's Day. Ah. So they, is this they, yesterday? But I mean, don't get me wrong. So Sean and I still go there because the chicken is just it's chef's kiss but um just keeping in mind we don't go there a lot because they they directly fund like they they give a lot of their money to anti-lgbtq plus i'm pretty sure i saw something like relatively recently that said that they were gonna like defund their like investments with some of like whatever but I don't don't quote me on that because I definitely did not do enough research on that to have that be considered fact but I'm pretty sure that I saw that somewhere 
I hope that's true. But yes, so the Chick-fil-A mac and cheese is super good. Um, And even though it's a day old and cold because I am the type of person that like (laughs) when I eat leftovers, I just kind of can't be bothered to heat them up. And I don't know if that makes me a psychopath. Well, it shouldn't matter because it's already cooked. So it's like, right. right? So I'm like, I kind of just like, don't want to wait to heat it up and I just eat it cold. So that's what happened to me today. So I'm eating cold Chick-fil-A mac and cheese, but it's still delicious. That's valid. Leftovers are meant to be easy. So yeah. That's easier. Found out there's a Panera like five minutes from here. Oh, so nice. one of the upcoming episodes, I may treat myself to some Panera mac and cheese. Um, you really should. God, yeah. it's like one of my favorites. I'm in one of those moods where it's like very sensory. Like if something feels weird on my ear, I need to fix it. Okay. Ugh, I hate it. We all have those days. I've been very overly over. What's the word? I've had a sensory. Oh, bit of a sensory overload today. Oh no, we lost cat. Raina, what do you have to say? Raina, offer your opinions. <laughs> With okay. special guest star Raina. Oh, she's chasing her tail. <laughs> Got the zoomies. Oh uh, yeah. Well, the spinnies bless you oh my god i've watched haunted mansion four times in the last three days top i just watched a movie with um eddie murphy no who was the prince not the prince like the like, dude i don't Grace, the fancy guy gracie i don't whatever the butler who which one not the butler the oh the guy oh, that was Sean. trying to get his wife back oh yeah the mr gracie guy i don't know what the actor's name is. yes mr gracie i just saw him in a movie and i was like who is this guy don't be like the whole movie to figure out he's from the haunted a fancy bitch but i was watching i was watching this video on instagram and it was about this really cute proposal like a wedding proposal uh-huh. and <clears throat> and the girl got obviously proposed to blah blah what and she's like no. oh she's like of course i will she's like of course i will and then in the background everyone's going congratulations carly and i'm like thank you that's me (laughs) (laughs) oh my god have you seen cat have you seen the tiktok where it's like there's a girl and her boyfriend in the car and they're driving by and he put like signs on different i don't know if it was like electronic billboards or like Hmm. on actual like billboards or exit signs or something that said like will you go to prom with me and she was like oh look at that like it says will you go to prom with me she's like that's a shitty way to ask someone to prom damn (laughs) oh my god oh and she was like oh no oh my god was that you she was like, oh my god I'm so sorry and then she started like sobbing and I was like oh my god this poor girl the poor guy yeah oh, and she literally like no hesitation well that's a shitty way to ask someone to prom and I was like <laughs> big yikes did you see the was it did you see the one where she asked oh, to prom god. the jumbotron in a baseball stadium 
And yes. then the guy was like, and he's like, oh my god, yes. <laughs> Same. Everybody in the comments was like, the poor guy is so mortified. And I was like, I would have been Kate. too. Same. I already don't told me that I'm if like, he ever proposes to me, I don't, I can't be that. I was like, what do you mean? Hey, if bold of you to assume that I will ever let him get away with not proposing to you. You retweet. <laughs> well, I just said, I was like, you can't do it on a jumbotron or in like a very populated public place or um, on a holiday or birthdays or any other significant day. But other than that, free reign. He should have just proposed to you at Kat's wedding. Like super low key, no, like at the table. Limits. I think proposing no. at someone else's wedding is a little. Oh, I'd be up. like all for it. I'd be like, go do it. Yeah. I mean, if it was like planned beforehand or somebody was like, hey, can we do it? Like, while well, you guys are taking pictures or something or like. Oh, yeah. No, like obviously definitely not during, not during like dance. the main stuff. Yeah. I pre- yeah. Have you seen it done? Have you seen weddings? like the videos? Well, I've seen videos proposals done like during the big moments. There was a TikTok going around where it was like the the shoe game where you like lift the girl the and her sister. Yes, and they're like, yeah, raise a shoe if uh, whoever is pregnant, and they both lifted lifted their shoes, and then the family was like, what? And that was like, the announcement that both sisters were pregnant. I thought yeah. that was cute. I did too. It's cute. They're like, why are the two? That's they're like, like a combined thing. Yeah, and they're like why are the two sisters playing this game made for couples and then it'd be the thing and it's like oh anywho (laughs) should we get started yeah okay we are going to be talking about the infamous duo of bonnie and clyde fuck yes Nice. So I don't know about you guys, but I didn't really know that much about them. Like everybody kind of knows the general general idea of Bonnie and Clyde, but I didn't actually know that much detail about either of them or like really what they did. They did crimes with guns. Yes. That's what I know. <laughs> Honestly, that's the gist. Okay, that's the end of the podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kat. Summed can it we, up real quick. Can we, can we go back to talking about how men are trapped? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay side note <laughs> I don't oh, know geez. if you guys know like I do so I will I'm going to start by talking about um a little bit of background on both of them so we'll start with Bonnie of the Bonnie side of the duo fucking duh <laughs> so Bonnie Elizabeth Parker was born in 1910 in Rowena Texas and she was the second of three children, and her father died when she was only one year old. So after that, her mother moved their family back to her parents' home, so like Bonnie's mom's parents' home, in Cement City, which was a nickname for a section of West Dallas, and that's kind of all there is about her childhood. So I didn't see anything about her mom like ever getting remarried or anything, so I'm pretty sure she was like raised by a single mom. But then in Bonnie's second year of high school, she met a man named Roy Thornton and they both ended up dropping out of school and then they got married on September 25th, 1926, which was actually just six days before Bonnie's 16th birthday. Wow. So now they're married. The child. At 16. No. Roy was in trouble with the law a lot 
and apparently was just kind of absent from Bonnie's life pretty frequently. So they just kind of like, they never, they, they decided to break up, but like, they never got divorced. So they like weren't together, but they never officially divorced. Um, but the last time that they saw each other was January of 1929. And then they never saw each other again after that. And apparently after they decided to break up, um, at that point, Roy was in prison for robbery. And Bonnie said that since she didn't divorce him before he got locked up, it would look, quote, sort of dirty to file for a divorce afterwards. He's in prison. That's a little dirty to be in prison. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess I get the logic. <clears throat> but... See, the fact that they, like, got married at 16, it just makes me think of, like, the Little Mermaid. And she's like, Daddy, I love him. And my brain automatically goes to, you don't even know him. (laughs) It's literally every Disney movie. (laughs) I love him. You met him yesterday. (laughs) You're a child. Sit down. Anyway. So now we'll talk a little bit about Clyde. And Clyde was a lot more problematic as, as he was growing up, we'll say. Because Bonnie, like, didn't really, like, Roy, her husband, was in trouble with the law a lot. But she didn't really, she didn't really do anything. I mean, other than getting married at 16, which, like, isn't wrong. But, like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, she wasn't the one getting arrested or, like, getting in trouble. Right. So Clyde Chestnut Barrow was born in 1909 in Ellis County, Texas. His to name a poor... chestnut. Yes, apparently. <laughs> chestnut. Oh, speaking of funny middle names, um, you know Hugh Grant, right? Yes. You yeah. know what his full name is? It's Hugh John Mungo Grant. <laughs> I was gonna say is his middle name Jada. What? Hugh Mungo Grant. <laughs> oh my gosh. I saw that and I was like, I need to check. I need to check on that and make sure that's a fact. And it's a fact. His name is Hugh Mungo Grant. Imagine if it was Hugh Janus Grant. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. Goodbye. I'll see myself out. No. We're chaotic as shit. Keep it going. Anyway, Clyde Chestnut, the icon. Um, was the fifth of seven children um, of his family. And like I said, they were poor farmers. So in the early 1920s, they moved to an urban slum of West Dallas. And their family actually spent their first months living in West Dallas, living um, under their wagon um, until they could save up enough money to be able to afford a tent. So they were very poor. <laughs> so what, what year was that? Um, it was the early 1920s. Uh, okay, I was going to say, it's not quite the Great Depression yet, though. No, not yet. Okay. Um, so the first time that Clyde was ever arrested was when he was 17 in 1926. And he got arrested because he ran after being confronted by police for not returning a rental car on time. Just seems oh. a dramatic. It's just a bit, yeah. Right? Yeah, it's a little uh, bit. And then I, I was thinking about this as I was thinking, I was like, if his family was so poor, how could he afford a rental car? Right. Yeah, really. Also, it's funny. I didn't even know they had rental cars in the 20s. Yeah, wait. 
right? I don't now know. I want to find out when did the concept of rental cars get invented? Like, well, clearly it was before 1926. Obviously. Well, then after that, his he was arrested a second time, not too long after that, um, and he was arrested with his brother Buck for possessing stolen turkeys. Huh. So I don't I don't know what you think you would steal turkeys for. I, I don't Food. know what he did with with the turkey. Eat food i don't know (laughs) um but he did have a few legitimate jobs between 1927 and 1929 but he also made a habit of breaking into safes robbing stores and stealing cars during that same time frame so it was a lot of like petty as one does yes correct you mean you don't do that Mm, not typically you know if i'm like really like going through it maybe yikes not day to day when when aren't i going through it literally (laughs) (laughs) oh boy (laughs) this is how i cope bitches i make dark jokes deal with it um anyway (laughs) so that's basically all there is before bonnie and clyde actually met So there are a bunch of different stories about the actual details of how they met, um, but there is one that's kind of the most widely accepted story, and that is that they met at the home of a friend of Clyde's on January 5th, 1930, and Bonnie at the time was unemployed and was helping, like, heal a friend of hers who had broken her arm, so she was, like, assisting her friend with, like, her recovery, and the story goes that Clyde stopped by that house one time when Bonnie was there Mm. and it was just like love at first sight they were immediately smitten with each other just off the bat and remember this whole time Bonnie is married right like they never got divorced ever so (laughs) it's fine (laughs) huh So the next kind of big thing is that in April of 1930, Clyde was sent to a prison farm, which like was a prison, but a farm. Right. Uh, A prison farm? That's what a prison farm is? A farm that has prisoners? (laughs) Yes. Huh. Alien. Who would have thought? Never mind. Okay. No, say it. (laughs) I was going to be an asshole. Never mind. Come on, say it. Say it now. (laughs) You brought it up. Come on. You told me like a, a what was it a farm jail a farm prison what is a it prison farm prison farm yes can you tell me what a trash can is is it a can where you put trash in yes okay see I was gonna be an asshole but this wasn't that funny well, prison farm is a farm where you put prisoners exactly <laughs> what no <laughs> shit I thought it was a fun time where you could go just like pet the ponies and just hang out and Actually, vibe. the animals are the prisoners it's just a petting zoo oh. <laughs> but no it was an actual prison um and like, uh, like i was actually able to escape the prison farm shortly after he was sent there um because bonnie smuggled him a weapon of course she did but he was captured pretty quickly after escaping and sent back and he was reportedly like very frequently sexually assaulted during his time in prison and he actually ended up attacking the person who like was assaulting him with a pipe 
That's very um, reminiscent of like the Shawshank Redemption. That is true. <laughs> that makes me think of that. Anyway, continue. Um, I'm so sorry for interrupting 75 million times. But so he attacked his attacker with a pipe and the attack actually crushed his skull and ultimately killed him. So that was like the first time that Clyde actually killed somebody. Oh, damn. Um, And you'd think at that point that he would get in a ton of trouble for like killing another inmate and would just be in prison for the rest of his life. But he got lucky because there was another inmate at the farm that was already serving a life sentence that took responsibility for the killing. Huh. So like if he okay who knows what would have happened if that hadn't happened and Clyde had just stayed in jail right and because it was a farm they had their the inmates do like hard labor in the fields um and in order to avoid this talk about dramatic Clyde had two of his toes intentionally chopped off that's and the most not- dramatic reaction. <laughs> I Sir, know. Please. <clears throat> it's not so they don't know for sure whether he chopped off his own toes or if he had another inmate do it. Um, but two of his toes just chopped off to avoid having to like do the physical work Ugh. in the fields. Mm. And because it. of that, he walked yeah, me too. for the rest of his life. Toes make me uncomfortable. I don't like them. Well, they're like the fingers of your feet. I wonder where his toes ended up. Oh Catherine! <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna take your kneecaps. Please do. <laughs> I want to be like a flamingo, okay? <laughs> Flexible. So, <laughs> you know, we agree that cutting off your own toes or having them intentionally cut off is a little dramatic, right? Just a bit. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> the funny thing is, is he didn't know this, but um, his mom had actually successfully petitioned for his release. And <sighs> six days after he cut off his own toes, he was released. <laughs> what an idiot! And he was wow. probably like, well, fuck. Well, fuck! Now I have missing toes and I walk with a limp and it went for six days. Love that for my journey, mom. Um, so he was paroled in February of 1932. So that's when he was like set free from the prison farm. Um, but basically, according to all of his family and even other inmates, they kind of watched his personality just completely change. And he just became really like angry and bitter and like aggressive. And I guess he just wasn't always like that. But it after sounds he- like every like male serial criminal. Mm, true his personality changed he was a sweet boy oh was he? are you sure was he, he murdered somebody he hit his like head? That sweet? but he, he did also murder the person that was continually sexually assaulting him that's fair i would say yeah so i mean <sighs> i can see i can see why he did it uh i wouldn't agree with the means of dealing with it no that's not true i would yeah. absolutely do the same thing who am I kidding? Yeah. But so after he was released, he still kept like robbing grocery stores and gas stations. He's literally and other, like, it's like, my hobby, mom. Convenience stores, whatever. 
And according to one of his friends, or I think I don't, it was a friend slash like fellow inmate of his, I guess, that the whole point behind the robberies was never actually like money or fame, but all he ever wanted was revenge against like Texas and the whole prison system because of all of the abuse that he suffered while being in prison. So that's the best way to go about that, obviously. Right. (laughs) It's not prison reform. It's just robbing all the stores in Texas. That will show the prison. Sir, system. that is that is the, the fast best track idea. Going back yeah. into the prison system. I don't know if you thought this one through. Clearly not. Oh. Okay. So after the first time Clyde went to prison, um, and then he was released after he chopped off his own toes. That was kind of when Bonnie and Clyde started actually committing crimes together, or at least yeah. Bonnie was starting to get involved in more of the crimes. And like I said, like Bonnie wasn't a criminal in her past at all, um, at least that we know of. And a lot of people say that she basically joined him in all of this criminal activity because she was just like so in love with him. Um, that, that makes me think of, um, have you guys heard of Ian Brady and Myra Hindley? From, no. So it was either Ireland or England and it was back in like the 40s or 50s maybe even the 30s i can't remember but they were serial killers and it was very much kind of the same thing like i believe don't quote me on this because i don't know all the details on on that case but um i've heard of them anyway they were a killer couple basically and they um committed these crimes together and it was a lot of like oh they're so in love and they love doing this and it's the adrenaline and stuff and it was always like sort of like the one person is in charge and then the other person is just kind of like cool I love you so much I'm just gonna join in with you mm-hmm. but like let, remember this whole time she's still technically she's still married still technically else. married she literally was still wearing her wedding ring when she died oh like Bonnie please you have trash taste in men come on now <laughs> like I, I don't know. That part doesn't make sense to me. Like, okay, you didn't actually like get divorced. Right. Fine, that's your own business. But why are you wearing the ring? Like, right. legally, are you married? Yes. Emotionally, absolutely not. Like, she is so head over heels in love with Clyde, but like, is wearing right. her wedding ring to somebody else. Like, sell it. The logic is just not there. Yeah, sell the sell ring it. for money. Like, sell bitch. It. He's in prison. He's not gonna know. No. Exactly. Come on now. Use your brains. Shit. Maybe they didn't even actually need to rob all the stores. She could have just sold Sell her your wedding ring. Right. We just solved the world's problems. You're welcome. <laughs> Where's the time machine? Somebody go talk some sense into Bonnie. <laughs> that's because that's that's the that's what we would do if we had a time machine. <laughs> I think I would go back in time to punch Prince Charles in the face. R.I.P. Prince Philip. I don't care. <laughs> oh my god, somebody I mean I care, but I don't like he is kind of a not great person. So somebody posted on uh Instagram and it was a picture of the queen in a bikini with her hat on. <laughs> and it was a Tinder profile and Oh says, my god, those memes are so <laughs> funny. It said newly single, <gasps> not looking for anything serious. Um Looking for someone to continue my bloodline with me. <laughs> and if you like wearing crowns or wearing crowns is a plus. <laughs> oh my God. I've seen so many of those. 
always. So I mean, funny. I feel very sad for her, but we have to keep in mind too that the royal family is very shady. I mean, Prince yeah. Andrew. Yeah. And uh, Charles is a shit stain. Again, I mean, I'm sure that it's very sad for her. Oh, yeah. Like, they've, no, been they've been married for over 70 years. So it's sad, yeah. but absolutely. I, mean, I just, I'm not very. Princess Diana episode, but that man was so old. Like, he, he literally looked like if you touched him, he would crumble. So, yeah. oh, have you seen those memes where it's like Prince Philip, if you fed him a Taki, he would die? Like, <laughs> he died on the same day Taylor Swift's re recording of Fearless came. So, out. obviously, it's T Swizzle's. Oh fault. my God. And like I keep obviously that are like how far through Fearless Taylor's version do you think Prince Philip <laughs> got before he croaked? <laughs> I love that. I love and, those. Like, it's memes. not funny. It's not funny because like it's sad. But it is because the royal family is kind of trash. So it's a little funny. I fi- I, I I appreciate a joke. I do. I mean, I, he didn't look like he was living a good life those last five or so years. <laughs> I mean, he came out of the hospital, his month stay in the hospital, looking more like a corpse. So he was probably like, listen, I'm going out, listen to Taylor Swift, and I'm going to go out. (laughs) Oh, Diana kicked his crusty ass down to hell. Lil Nas is like, what? (laughs) I freaking love those TikToks. They're they're standing there, it's like, (laughs) I freaking love (laughs) <laughs> me too oh my god i listened to i listened to that song on a loop i went to five below today i listened to that literally literally on a loop the whole way there and the whole way back and it's like a 10 minute drive so it's I just, so fucking catchy. over and over and over i love little mess like come on now have you seen the so you know how everybody was all butthurt about his music video because he like did a lap dance, dance on, on scene. Scene. And so everybody was like, hell is not something to joke about, blah, blah, blah. Yes, it is. You've seen the, <clears throat> the memes with the girl who does the TikTok, and she was like, hell is a place where people literally burn in the fiery pits of hell. And everybody what? is stitching it, and they're like, oh my god, it's, it's something like, it literally was like what Carly just said to me. Like, a prison farm is a farm with prisoners. <laughs> Like, it, like they keep saying that. Like, oh, oh, oh. See, you know the. I think it's a vine with the a news person, and she's like, ten people died last night in a fire in the Bronx last night. That with the fire, ten, ten people. people that yes. died in the fire. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. So they. So I saw one. I, I wonder if I liked it. I wonder if I could find it. But it literally See, was this girl being like, "Hell is a place where you literally burn, burn in hell." What? Hell is a place where you burn in hell. Weird. Listen, essentially, if Satan is punishing the bad people, why is he a bad guy? Is my question. Will literally burn in the fiery pits of hell. Ten people died in the Bronx last night due to a fire that killed ten people in the Bronx last night. (laughs) (laughs) Like I literally was crying. Call me when you want. Call me when you want. Listen, I think that would be really fun to just pole dance my way down to hell because I'm going there anyway. So (laughs) aren't we all? Listen. Have you seen the ones where it's like the non-binary demon secretary that works like in hell? <laughs> no. But like it's, no. it's in a really cool way where they're um, it, it, 
this person like does makeup and the hair and the clickety clackety nails but it's like this really sweet like demon that's like oh darling are you in the wrong place <laughs> blah 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 but it's fun because it's like in that like timeline of events satan and jesus like talk to each other so it's like oh oh jc yeah i have this person down here okay <laughs> like it's honestly it's very sweet like it sounds like it's hilarious and it is but it's also very like i like that have you seen the ones where it's like um they do the background that's like the gates of heaven and there are people that are like and then it's like talking, they're like talking to god and then it's like listen i you know throw back to those tiktoks where it's like oh heaven gained an angel today and then it's like me down in hell teaching ted bundy how to do the renegade <laughs> the wing, snap, rock! <laughs> oh, that would be you for sure cat have you not that's, seen those that is hilarious i'll send them no. to you all right continue sorry we're just like tangent and tangent and tangent okay so after clyde's release from prison in 1932 Clyde and his fellow inmate Ralph Fultz robbed a lot of different stores and gas stations, and their aim was to accumulate enough money and resources to launch a raid on the prison farm where they both had served. And in April of 1932, Bonnie and Ralph were captured trying to rob a hardware store in an attempt to steal firearms. Um, but Bonnie was released after a few months um, because she was never actually indicted for the crime. But Ralph was then tried, convicted, and served time for it. Um, and after that, he did not rejoin their gang. Um, but Bonnie reunited with Clyde, obviously, within a few weeks of her release. So you're going to hear a lot of people kind of come and go. But the whole group is referred to as the Barrow Gang. Like that's Clyde's last Clyde. name. So right. yeah. it's the Barrow gang because Clyde is really the ringleader. Like he's kind of the constant. <laughs> See, that makes me think of uh, John Mulaney where he's like, Joe and Gold and the Suggins gang. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like I don't people know. in the 30s dressed <laughs> up real nice to go bank rob places. You know? No? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Only because they got dressed up to do everything. Okay. Anyway. I wonder what they wore to rob their stores. Like, do you think they just like dressed normal? Probably, right? Yeah. Good question. I feel like everybody's just always dressed up pretty nice as is. I feel like um, people always like put this idea that if you're like robbing someplace, you're like wearing a black ski mask and like all black. But I feel like in the if 1930s, like the they probably didn't do that. You probably just put on a nice suit and a nice hat and we're like, it's a day out. Yeah. Hey, I'm here to steal some guns from you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, I sent you guys a couple of them. <laughs> oh my God. So during the time that Bonnie was in prison, because she was in prison for a few months because of the failed robbery, yeah. um, just being held. Clyde was actually the getaway driver for a robbery during which the owner of the store was killed Aww. and the wife of the store owner apparently identified Clyde as one of the shooters um, but apparently he never actually left the car um, so that's just kind of another like thing that he was involved in. So 
so we're fast forwarding now to August. Um, and Clyde, along with two other men named Raymond Hamilton and Ross Dyer. Um, so Raymond Hamilton is kind of, um, he's a big figure in the Barrow gang as well. So the three of them were drinking together at a country dance in Oklahoma. And they were approached by a sheriff and a deputy in the parking lot. And Lord knows who said what, but this obviously ended up with Clyde and Raymond opening fire. And they ended up killing the deputy and then wounding the sheriff, but then the sheriff later died as well. So this was the first officer of the law that was killed by Clyde and his gang. Hmm. Oh, that's nice. I'm like wondering, like, did they walk up to them and be like, yo, you're that guy that was the getaway driver yeah. that murder. Like, that's why it confuses me so much. Like, what? Like, how? How? How did that or were they work? just like, were yo, what's up? And Clyde was like, bam, bam, bam. Yeah, probably that one. I mean, I, I would imagine he probably has a distrust for law enforcement. So who knows what they would have said that would have made him be like, bang, dead. Literally. Anyway, the next documented killing by the gang was by Clyde and a childhood friend of his named W.D. Jones, who stayed with the gang for a long time. You'll hear his name more later on. So the two of them murdered a man while stealing his car on Christmas Day of 1932. What a Christmas present. Ah, yes. (laughs) <laughs> and their next killing was in January of 1933 when they <laughs> killed a county deputy after they accidentally stepped into a police trap that was set for a different criminal. So talk about your timing. And then in March of 1933, Clyde's brother Buck was released from prison Buck and he and his wife Blanche joined up with Bonnie and Clyde and W.D. Jones in a temporary hideout in Missouri. So now there's five people kind of in this group and they were apparently loud at like all hours of the day and apparently um there was uh, somebody somebody in the group said that they went through a case of beer a day oh same. um so they were just being like real rowdy um and after one of the men had accidentally fired a gun inside of the apartment um neighbors reported the issues to the police so they were basically like these people are loud all the time and we heard gunshots like blah, 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 like what's going on and they so the police suspected at that point that the people in the apartment may have been bootleggers uh, so they were like let's go get them let's go yeah get them. right so the police went to confront them and jones and and barrow jones and the barrow brothers so clyde and buck um opened fire on the police classic and they killed a detective and fatally wounded a constable oh Oh. yes so lots of killings going yikes but at that point the group was actually able to escape the police but they left behind most of their possessions so there was a lot of stuff that got left behind in that apartment because they just like were like let's get the fuck out of here Um, And some of those things were like photos. um, And there's a really famous photo of Bonnie where she's like smoking a cigar. And apparently those, that photo came from the photos that were left behind in that apartment. So, and also in the apartment were Buck Clyde's brother's parole papers. 
which were like three weeks old. So he was literally like out of prison three weeks. Like else. So over the next three months, they kind of like, they really got around. Like they just like were always on the run going from place to place to place. Um, and over the next three months, the group committed robberies, kidnappings, and other thefts um, ranging in location from Texas to Minnesota. So they were literally just like all over the place. Um, and because of their crimes, they started to kind of make the news and people like started to, they started to get more notoriety, I guess, as like right. a criminal gang. Mm-hmm. Um, and Blanche said at one point that their notoriety made their day-to-day lives a lot more difficult um, because they were still trying to commit crimes and such, um, but not get caught by the police. Because at this point, like they're being sought after for however many different crimes um and at one point Clyde Bonnie and Jones were in a car accident and the car flipped and some way or another Bonnie ended up with third degree burns to her right leg like apparently you could see the bone in some places Ah, like and it was all the way down her leg from like her hip to her ankles Um, And they said that it was likely either from, they're not sure if it was a fire from the gasoline um, that burned her or if it was battery acid uh, that poured onto her leg after the crash. Um, But it was really bad. Really bad. Wow. That's Um, And she could hardly walk after this accident. So she would either like hop on her good leg or like Clyde would carry her. Um, and obviously they were on the run at this point, so they like couldn't bring her to a hospital. Right. Um, so they were able to find aid at a nearby farm. So um, they were accomplices. Like, able to like be okay, but like clearly like it never really was going to heal because she was not getting the proper medical attention for it. Yeah, right. So then um, in the next few weeks, they, they, so obviously they're on the run at this point. And the part of what Blanche said about what made their lives more difficult is now that they're trying to find places to stay, they can't really check into hotels um, or like go to restaurants <laughs> or go to places with like a lot of people just because now they have chances of being recognized. Um, but they actually ended up checking into a place called the Red Town Tourist Court in Missouri. So the accommodations there were two brick cabins that were joined by garages and the group rented both of the cabins. Um, And it was also close to a very popular restaurant in the area. And apparently that they, it seemed like they were like trying to get caught because they were being loud and they were going to the restaurant and like um, they had made a reservation for three people, but then five people showed up. So they were like, we're You're being careful like fly under the radar That's like so careful maybe don't be talking about <laughs> so because of all the prior promotion the group had caused like a lot of people were just kind of on high alert like they were knowing that they were supposed to be looking for like criminals and a few people from their group went into the town to get Bonnie supplies for her burns, um, like things like bandages and whatever. And apparently police had told like store owners in the area to be like, listen, like 
be on the lookout for people buying these kind of supplies, like somebody you've never seen before that's buying this weird assortment of supplies because like, I don't remember if they got into an accident like in like some sort of chase or whatever, but for some, somehow the police knew that Bonnie would have had severe burns. So the store owner at the store where the people went to buy the supplies alerted the police um, and the police were like, all right, we got them. They're here. And the, they approached the cabins where they were staying late one night and they even brought an armored car. So like they had, they were prepared, but naturally in all other cases, a gunfight ensued Yeah, and shots from the gang ended up short circuiting the horn of the armored car. <laughs> oh, shit. And the police mistook this for a ceasefire signal. So the gang was able to be, to escape and they didn't chase after them. Oh my God. Like talk about luck. Literally. Wow. The problem at this point though, was that in the gunfight, Buck, Clyde's brother had sustained a very severe bullet wound um, in his head that like blasted a hole in his skull <laughs> in the forehead. Um, and his brain was like exposed. Oh shit. And Blanche was almost blinded by glass fragments that got in her eyes. Holy damn. Um, And so at this point, they decided to camp at an abandoned amusement park near Dexter, Iowa. They said that at this point, Buck was (laughs) semi-conscious and he sometimes talked and ate, but like was in and out of consciousness all the time because like he had his brain exposed Yikes. But apparently his wound was so bad that the group like dug a grave for him. Like they were like ready. To oh, shit. Jesus. Um, but then nearby residents noticed all the bloody bandages um, and local law enforcement soon realized <laughs> that the campers there were the Barrow gang. Um, and again, another gunfight because the they police never learn. <laughs> freaking love their gunfights, don't they? <laughs> okay (laughs) well anyway another gunfight classic um but so uh, in this gunfight bonnie clyde and wd jones were able to escape on foot um but buck and blanche were ended up captured by the officers um and buck was shot in the back during the gunfight and ended up dying in the hospital just a few days later um the combination of like his gaping wound in his head and like pneumonia or something. So now the main group consists of just Bonnie and Clyde and WD Jones. And that's such a 30s name too. WD Jones. Hi, I'm WD Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of WB Mason. <laughs> WB Mason. A part so, of the Barlow gang. Yes. <laughs> so they then, you know. They kept doing their thing um, and at one point robbed an armory in Platteville, Illinois to restock their arsenal and then went took a very risky trip back to Dallas to see their families because apparently they were all like Bonnie and Clyde were both like very close with their families, which like you kind of wouldn't expect, I guess, for criminals, I guess, but they wanted to see their families so badly that they went back to Texas um where people knew where their families were yeah 
Um, so Bonnie and Clyde were in Dallas because that's where both of their families lived. Um, but Jones went on to Houston because that's where his mother had moved to in the meantime. Um, but he was arrested like as soon as he got there, um, without incident. So just arrested and done with it. And a few weeks after that, Bonnie and Clyde were trying to meet up with their family near Sowers, Sowers, Texas. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but it's S-O-W-E-R-S. Um, and Clyde was like driving, like they had made plans to meet up with um, some of their family. And he just, uh, he sensed that it was a trap, which like, I don't know if it was a sixth sense, but obviously he was right. Um, and kept driving. He just kept driving past like his family members' cars and didn't stop. And like I said, it was a trap. So at that point, they just kept driving and the officers opened fire on them. And luckily, none of their family members were injured, thank God. Um, but a, there was a bullet that actually passed through the car and ended up getting both Bonnie and Clyde in their legs. <laughs> so like it shot through the car and hit both of them in their legs. Jesus. Um, but they were still able to escape. <laughs> but we're, we're kind of like now at this point, it's getting to be too much. People know too much. People know them. Um, and they're, it's getting riskier for them to literally do anything. Yeah. Um, this is so- why you make good choices in your life. <laughs> good choices. So at this point, it is now January of 1934. So this all kind of the majority of their crimes are taking place over like a two year span between 1932 and 1934. Um, so Clyde organized a raid on the prison farm where he had been jailed. It's and he for prisoners. break exactly. Um, <laughs> but he was able to break out some of his friends. So oh. remember Hamilton? It yes. was oh, what was it? Raymond Hamilton? Yeah. Um, was one of the I was people. Like, I the just mu- got so excited. I was like, the musical, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. She was so ready to have like a big conversation. Her face Alexander, like, Alexander Hamilton is in this. Wow. I'm Raymond like, Hamilton, not as glamorous. It doesn't flow oh. as well to the tune of the music. But uh, he was actually among the people that he uh, broke out of this, uh, broke out of the prison farm during the raid. And then one of the gang members um, shot a major named Joe Krausen in the escape, um, and he later died. And at this point is kind of when the Texas and federal governments were like, all right, we need to catch these people because they just keep They're just too good. That one guy was just the last straw, um, and they decided to kind of focus all of their efforts on a manhunt for Bonnie and Clyde. And they even enlisted the help of a former Texas Ranger captain named Frank Hammer. Hammer. Oh my God, that's dope. So like, you guys know the Texas Rangers, like how they're like the most elite, like, I don't know if they're really law enforcement. So it says that they're technically police um, and they conduct major violent crime, police corruption, cold case, and officer-involved shooting gotcha. investigations, and oversee the department's border security and technical <laughs> and crisis negotiation programs. So did they do Waco, too? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> but they're, like, really, like, intense people. So they're even sorry. bringing in... It almost sounds like Frank. a miniature version of, like, the FBI, but just localized to Texas. It does kind of sound like that, actually. Like, they're yeah. almost 
oversight for the police. Right. <laughs> um, but That's this, funny. So this guy, Frank, he was like, like I said, he was a former Texas Ranger captain. It was actually retired. Um, but his like um, commission hadn't ended. So technically they were still able to be like, I, you got to help us. Mm-hmm. So one of the other men that Clyde helped break out of the prison farm was a man named Henry Bethan. That's a name. And in April of 1934, Clyde and Henry murdered two highway, highway patrolmen. Oh, shit. Um, and then five days after that, they killed a 60-year-old constable named William oh. Campbell near Commerce, Oklahoma. Well, that's rude. Yes. <laughs> you can't go around so, killing old constables. Now they're just killing, like, more law enforcement. So naturally, killing law enforcement is not going to make law enforcement very happy. As criminal minds would say, that's them escalating because they know that they're being narrowed in on. on. Yep. So after they murdered the con- the constable, they then kidnapped the commerce police chief. Oh, oh shit. Um, but they later released him. Um, so apparently they kidnapped a lot of people, but most of the time, like they didn't kill them. They like kidnapped and released a lot of people and were just kind of like, so the police chief that they kidnapped, they were like, here, here's a clean shirt. Here's some money to get home. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Apparently they like would kidnap people and then just like give them the resources to get back home. Like, I feel like that kind of defeats the purpose of kidnapping. Um, Yeah. Yeah, but so naturally, you kidnap a police chief, people are gonna know. And what? Apparently, well, that ruins like, my weekend plans. Shit. So remember how I told you how there was a really famous photo of Bonnie smoking yes. a cigar? Yeah. So that at this point, that picture kind of circulated, and apparently, after they kidnapped this police chief, they were like, "Listen, we're gonna let you go." But Bonnie needs you to tell people that she doesn't smoke cigars. <laughs> She's, what? She was very wow. adamant. She was like, gave instruction that he needed to make sure people knew that she didn't smoke cigars. <laughs> <laughs> Bonnie, listen, that's not, that's not the focus here, honey. I think people are less concerned about you smoking cigars and, and more, more concerned about you being involved in some murders. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would make sense. Um, so naturally, kidnapped the police chief, um, and he eventually issued an arrest warrant um, for the killing of William Campbell that named Clyde Barrow, Bonnie Parker, and John Doe because they never had learned Henry Methvin's name. So they knew it was three people, but they didn't know who the third person was. And that was the first time that Bonnie had actually been named in any of the crimes. And that was the first (laughs) time that people kind of saw Bonnie as an actual killer. Like prior to that, it was more like Clyde and Bonnie was just kind of like there along for the ride. But now she was actually like involved um, in the killings. Uh oh, spaghettio. And the Dallas Journal actually ran a cartoon on their editorial page <gasps> that was a picture of an empty electric chair oh, that shit. read on it reserved Clyde and Bonnie. Oh, oh my God. Oh, damn. So wow. the Dallas Journal had no chill. Old Sparky. So the group of people that were like Frank, the Texas Ranger, and his whole group of people, um, they, in all of my research, they like referred to them as a posse. 
So it was like the posse versus the gang. I love that. Um, and they literally had been tracking the group for like weeks. So they had got in their movements kind of down to a science and were pretty, apparently they moved in like a fairly consistent pattern and they were able to like track it and predict their movements. Rookie mistake. And on, so on May 21st, 1934, the posse, got word of the gang's plans for the evening and set up an ambush along Louisiana State Highway 134. Huh. And they had, they were literally just like hiding in the bushes and had been waiting for like 24 to 48 hours at this point because there's conflicting reports o- over whether they set up their ambush on the 21st or on the 22nd, but they were ready but they had been waiting a long time just kind of like imagine having them show up and um they had apparently persuaded one of henry methvin's relevant relatives um to park his car on the shoulder like near the bushes where the police were hiding in hopes that when they passed by um they would get the car to stop to talk to the relative which is like low-key genius right yeah so at this point, they are waiting maybe up to 48 hours waiting for this car to come by. And they're like almost ready to give up. But at approximately 9.15 a.m. on May 23rd, they hear the sounds of Clyde's Ford V8 approaching at a very high speed. And they're zoom, like, zoom, oh, zoom. Oh, shit. He's here. And luckily for them, the trap worked. Huh. And they pulled over and stopped. Um, but the police all the people that were waiting like opened fire on the car like while it was still moving um so that they never actually stopped but were they were like slowing down to stop and they were like all right we're just shooting so was nobody like in command and saying like don't shoot until they stop like did they not know the plan or were they just so tired and delirious that they're just like car boom Well, apparently the person that actually fired the shot that killed Clyde, like fired without being told. So I don't know if it was like, uh, he started shooting and everybody else was like, oh shit. Yeah. Like they like really like unloaded on this car. Um, and they fired a total of 130 rounds into the car. Oh Oh, God. So Clyde was instantly killed by a headshot from one of the posse members like I said um but many of the shots that hit them of the 130 rounds would have been fatal um so they it was real overkill but according to like I forget who the quote was from but someone in the posse said that they didn't want to take any chances (laughs) and like I get it because these people were like outlaws on the run but listen is it weird that I still like like them like I mean, no. they're, they're, I, they're I kind of awesome like, at the same time. I think it's kind of like a romanticized, like, killer couple. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Car. I don't condone anything of what they did, but, like, it's still, one, a little bit cute, and, two, they're kind of a little bit badass. Like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. That's just me. That's my dumb, weird brain opinion, but, you know. So the official coroner's report um, after they were killed showed that there were 17 entrance wounds on Clyde's body and 26 on Bonnie's. Oh, damn. And both of them had several headshots. 
Um, oh, and there was also one shot that snapped Clyde's spinal column. Oh, so shit. They were like dead, dead. Like there was no chance that they were alive. Oh, they were dead, dead. Dead. That's dead, how that dead. works. Oh. Um, so Bonnie wow. and Clyde had apparently wished to be buried together, but Bonnie's family would not allow it. They are, oh, I think, I don't know if it was rude. her mother in, in particular that was like, no, we're not, they're not getting buried together. Um, and apparently now I saw something that said that Bonnie's niece, which is her last surviving relative, Aww. is like trying to get her body moved so that they can be buried together. Oh, that's wow. so sweet. And, uh. In a fucked up way, but that's very sweet. I know. But so like I said a little bit earlier, Bonnie died like actually wearing her wedding ring to Roy Thornton. Um, and Roy heard of Bonnie's death. He was in prison. Yeah. And he said he apparently said that he was glad that they went out the way they did because <clears throat> dying was better than being captured. And I guess he would know because he was in jail. I mean, that's fair. I guess. And I mean, they probably were going to get executed anyway. So I'm thinking it was probably ending in death no matter what for them. And listen, um, it's and I think they knew that fuck. too as well. I think they knew that too. Listen, uh, they went out as icons. Like everybody knows, like, well, mm-hmm. generally speaking, everybody knows the names Bonnie and Clyde, you know? I wonder if like they realized back then, like how much people would still talk about them or like how infamous they would be, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, Roy Thornton was actually eventually killed in 1937 um, in an attempted escape from prison. So just you dumb buffoon. Can't do that. So the Ford that Clyde was driving, um, I think I had seen that it actually had like 120 um, bullet holes in it. (gasps) And so it actually became a popular traveling attraction. So the car was displayed at fairs, amusement parks, and flea markets for three decades. Oh, shit. Um, and once became a fixture at a Nevada racetrack. And there was a charge of $1 to sit in it. So people would pay a dollar to sit in the car that Bonnie and Clyde died in. Listen, I would want to do that. That's a cat thing. Yeah. Yep, I was just going to say. Yeah. Aileen, um, you'd, you'd want to sit in it with me, right? yes I, feel yes. Like I, I think i'd like to see it i don't know if i'd like to sit in it i'd sit in i feel it. like that's a little creepy but um the ford ended up getting sold uh, between <clears throat> casinos um after it was displayed in a las vegas car museum in the 80s yeah, so yeah. it was in a car museum and then the casinos were like now nah, we want it um and it was also shown in iowa missouri and nevada and since 2000, but since 2011, the Ford has been on display at Whiskey Pete's Hotel Casino, which is near the border between California and Nevada along Interstate 15. So that since 2011, that's where the car has been, but it's still there. Can it's anybody sit there. in it now or no? I don't think so. I think that was just part of the racetrack attraction when it was there. I think it's just on display like in a museum now. Well, I feel ripped off. What the uh, fuck? <laughs> Cat just wants to sit in the car. I want to sit in the car. So by the time of their deaths, Bonnie and Clyde were suspected of committing 13 murders and countless other robberies and burglaries. And um, a lot of people like think of Bonnie and Clyde as these like high scale bank robbers that are doing these like but that's thousands, actually fairly like, huge fictional. heists. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think feel like that's kind of the 
stereotype around them. Um, but most of their thefts actually were from grocery stores or gas stations. Um, and a lot of time, the loot from these robberies was, amounted to only 5 to $10. Aw. So, <laughs> and they actually wow. robbed very few banks. They, they robbed a couple. And I think I saw that the they one time robbed a bank and left with like $80, like nothing insane. Um, um, and a lot of time Bonnie wasn't actually involved in the actual robberies. Um, and if anything, she would drive the getaway car or she would literally stay at home. Like, <laughs> so it was, mo- it was mainly Clyde and the rest of his gang. Um, and Bonnie was just there. Yeah. Um, and a little known fact about Bonnie is that she actually liked to write poetry. And she okay. wrote a lot of poems like about her life during the time and there's a poem that's called the end of the line that she wrote about her and Clyde so I'm gonna read you I don't know if this is the whole poem or if it's just a little bit of it so it says they don't think they're too smart or desperate they know the law always wins they've been shot at before but they do not ignore that death is the wages of sin someday they'll go down together and they'll bury them side by side to a few it'll be grief to the law a relief but it's death for Bonnie and Clyde. Huh. Wow. That's pretty nice. So they, I mean, like I said, they knew that some way or another, this whole thing was ending in their death. And like that proves that she knew that. But I think that's a pretty uh, fitting conclusion. I like that story. Yeah. I didn't actually know a lot of that. So I didn't know a lot of that either. I think that a lot of people don't. And that's why I was like, a lot of people, everybody knows Bonnie and Clyde. You they know, know like, the right. name, but they don't know the actual story. And Clyde. Like, for some reason, I keep thinking of this one Demi Lovato song that I can't even remember the name of. But in my head, I hear there's a line in the song that goes, like, Bonnie and Clyde, let's find a ride and ditch this town. But I yep. don't even remember the name of the song. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of songs like that that kind of reference them as this, <laughs> yeah. like, duo of like lovers that are running away from the law together you know what I mean like and like we were saying before I feel like I think it's kind of um romanticized a little yeah Yeah. Uh, a lot I also feel that she probably kind of got more swept up in it than people like to portray her as like they always say that she's very active in everything but she wasn't so I think she really kind of was just like, oh, okay, I love this guy, so I'll just go along with it. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> and she was yeah, young, <laughs> too, so it's like... Yeah, so she was born in 1910, right? Mm-hmm. And they died in 1934. So she was only 24, and he was 25. Huh. So they were young very young and I mean I think it's kind of sad the whole like backstory of Clyde's abuse and everything I know um but I don't know it's 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 pretty crazy it's just like you I mean like I said I didn't I didn't know anything about the actual details of them at all you just kind of know the essence yeah well follow us on Instagram at murder mystery mac and cheese and uh, follow us or you'll be haunted go sit in a haunted car and stay cheesy stay cheesy
wait what? i want to let you guys know i read an article about mac and cheese and it was out by craft and they said that 56 percent of parents that they surveyed said that they served their children craft mac and cheese for breakfast during quarantine i love that 56 percent of them and then cnn wanted to um wanted to like announce that craft which i don't know if this is like true or not or like if it was a joke but that craft was turning the box like changing their box to not say like tasty dinner to say tasty breakfast <laughs> that's funny yeah all right don't eat mac and cheese for breakfast yeah <laughs> yes recommended by your resident crackheads peace out Till next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.